Episode one. Wow. Sports Plugs Podcast. At like... we, wanted, we wanted to talk about a few things today, but I want to talk about first the McDavid fine. Yeah. So what do you think of that? That's when you know the NHL is rigged and screwed up because even with star players, they they only get fine pocket change to them. So especially like with an elbow like that, that that deserves at least two to three game suspension. Oh, I I think it's at least a one game suspension. I don't know about two or three, but in my opinion, if Kankin Yemi does that to McDavid, he's getting a, a five-minute major, maybe even on the spot. It's the league and the refs. Well, the refs, you know, they call they call the penalty on it at least. And, and after that, it's the player's safety department taking a look at it. And they're not suspending their star player, which I like Connor McDavid. He's a great player. And game, I know that. But it also kind of gets interesting if, like, let's say, you know, Ovechkin or Matthews gets suspended for something. That's, like, that's headline news right there because that's a player that you think that won't get suspended, especially with Matthews when he's not really of a aggressive player as much as people think he is. He's not really that type of person that you think that will get suspended. So with McDavid, he's more of a of an aggressive player. He's been in the NHL, what, one year more two years more than Matthews so he's getting to that point where he's getting comfortable with the game he's aggressive he's getting comfortable with the league and and all the players he's playing with so you're gonna see McDavid more get like getting more aggressive like on the ice I'll be real with y'all I just got back in this thing I got locked out and I don't know if my mic's working. I can hear you. Okay. Because it's sort of bugging out a little bit. Anyways. Topic of discussion. Connor McDavid should never be suspended. Because, uh, you know. Low key, that ruins my fantasy team, you know. But how about the fairness of all players? Well, who was the last person? Wilson got suspended, right? Yeah. What was his He's, hit? That like? was the major one. Yeah, that was a major. His hit was power. dirty. Was it dirtier than Connor McDavid's? Yeah, but you got to understand too, like an elbow, like something like that that McDavid did, like that, that doesn't deserve like a five five thousand dollar like you know penalty. It's like a. It's at least a suspension. Yeah, but like, how often does Connor McDavid do stuff like that? You look at Wilson, you see this man hitting players left, right, and center. You know, maybe making some dirty plays here and there. McDavid's just scoring on guys. Like, I understand with Wilson why he got seven games because he's been suspended before. He, it's not his first suspension. So obviously, if you do more, you're gonna get suspended more, and eventually, like you know, it's. Then the fines get higher, and if you keep doing it, but like with McDavid, like I understand he's a star player, and honestly, like if Edmonton loses McDavid, it's, it's I want to say it's tough because they do have good players. They got Drysaddle, they got Hopkins, um, so you know it's not a big loss, but at the same time too, it 
it could hurt them for that game. It's as big as big of a loss as you can have, though. McDavid is the the Jordan, right? Like of hockey. I wouldn't say the Jordan of hockey. I don't think he's the oh, Jordan. No. He's not there yet. No, not, he's not, not there for yet. accolades, but you know, for skill level, man. Like who? Who do you see that is at that level at any point? Matthews, Austin Matthews. So we're talking about the impact that he has on his team, but it's I, I think it's more about the impact that McDavid has in the league in total. If they suspend him, they're taking out one of the the probably the biggest name in the league. And I feel like that it's more of a money thing for the NHL than it is a safety thing at this point. I mean, I get with the money thing because like they're losing money. They're they're not gaining a lot of money right now. Like some yeah, some some teams are allowed to have fans, and some teams, you know, most teams don't allow to have fans. So is that's what brings in the money is the fans, and you know, they already lost money for having the outdoor game. I wouldn't be surprised how much, and with. I think what Wilson had to pay a, a fine too with his suspension. Yeah, I believe so. So I wouldn't think like let's say if another player decides to do a, a dirty hit where it causes like you know to do a suspension, I wouldn't be surprised if they would be charging them instead than a suspension because they need the money. And with like you know, and it's gonna cost a lot too when the playoffs come. Like I, they're gonna be doing the bubble thing again, but. This time it's going to be in the states, and so that's going to cost money to have players in the hotels and in the bubble and the arena and all that. So they're they're going to be losing a lot of money for the. No, for this you think year. they'll be losing money? I can't see the NHL lose money no matter what circumstances oh, happen. Absolutely, I think absolutely losing money, and I think it's mostly because really? it's not because of the game itself. The game is popular. I feel like the game is actually growing, but when you got teams like. You know, Florida. The funny thing is, Florida actually has fans allowed in the stadiums, but it looks like just a normal Florida game. It doesn't look like there's more fans than usual in, in the Florida stadiums, even though they're only at like ten percent capacity. They have Arizona, who I don't think pulls in a big haul, you know, during normal times. Like the league isn't structured properly to take full advantage of the game of hockey. I feel like there has to be more Canadian teams if they want to get more money. And like this yeah, McDavid thing, popularity. this McDavid thing, a five thousand dollar fine isn't gonna give him more money. That's, that's nothing. It's just a slap on the wrist, basically. It's like, oh yeah, bad. Don't do that again. You know? They'll lose more money. I mean, yeah, if McDavid's not there. Nobody's gonna watch that game between Edmonton and, and Ottawa with no McDavid. Obviously, they'll they still watch. Oh, it's just that, that it's this is the thing when what I've been seeing this season is that when a team loses their top player and they play like a shit team. That team is going to, like, not destroy, but at least win that game. It's an advantage for them. Absolutely. So, obviously, obviously, there's going to be more viewers want to watch that because, like, damn, their team is probably going to beat that, you know, that high-end team. No. You think, so as a whole, though, really, you think Ottawa is going to be like, you know, we're, we're going to win this game because McDavid's not playing, and all of a sudden they're going to double their, their ratings? Or is Edmonton going to lose a lot of the fans that were going to watch that game because, you know, they still think they might win, but they don't really care because they want to watch McDavid because he draws the eyes. I don't think it's Edmonton or Ottawa that would lose the fans in that game. It's the people who don't have anything else to do that would watch that game on on a, you know, on a Thursday night 
when the Leafs aren't playing, when the Canucks aren't playing, when Calgary's not playing. You know, Ottawa's not a big market team. They're just not. And no. I know that's not the main point of this. The main point is the McDavid suspension that didn't happen. But, it, you know, if, if the league wanted better ratings, they got to give the people the star players. And I think that's what they did here. I think the, the league is in a money crisis right now. You can see it from the teams. Like, they're not spending money. I mean, look at some teams trying to offload cap right now. And some teams are taking on the cap, but they're getting assets for it in return. But it's a lot of teams are trying to offload cap, and you saw that in the offseason. You know, it, it held people out. Travis Hamnick signed, like, one day before the season started because no one wanted to pay him any money. Like, this league right now is so money tight that – you can't suspend your star player no matter what they do because that's where you're getting the money from for the ratings. I feel like the NHL doesn't just doesn't know how to market their players very well, especially when you compare it to other sports, especially well, the NBA. Why do you think? No. Why do think every season on the off season there's always a threat that the the players' association, you know, either wants to not agree with a deal that they're doing, and then that causes you know, a threat, oh, you know, if you're not going to agree to it, then you're gonna, we're going to lock down the season. Like, how this season almost didn't happen because of an uh, agreement that the players didn't want to agree I mean, on. Thank so, God they did. Or else we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah. But, you know. It's just that we need – it's – look, Gary Bedman, I wouldn't say he's a good commissioner at all, but he needs to understand – and he, he needs to work with the players of where they're coming from and what they're doing. Because all he's doing is sitting behind a desk, getting things planned. Yeah, he's still getting planned for the next season and, and all, all this stuff. But he's not paying attention to the players properly. No, you're right. And that's why you see every like every offseason, there's always a threat of a lockout. Well, not every offseason, but definitely the ones where the, the CBA comes up. And when, like... The CBA was supposed to expire, I believe, at the end of this season, but they extended it and modified it when COVID happened because at this point they needed to have the new rules in place to keep the players safe and financially supportive, which if you're a team's like Arizona, after that article from The Athletic came out, obviously they're not doing a good job of that anyways. So, I don't know. With this whole COVID situation and the money situations that the league's in right now, it's just everything is just – it's not looking good on the NHL, to be honest with you. It's given a bad image. Yeah. Like, I guarantee the next suspension is not, not – I wouldn't even say the next suspension. I think the next player that, you know, does a dirty hit is going to get fined. I wouldn't see any more suspensions coming in. Unless it's a really, really dirty hit that where they have to suspend – then it's going to be in a suspension and fine, but I wouldn't be seeing a lot of suspension this, this season. Mostly fines. And which is weird. You know, this season has been rougher than usual. I think they said fighting is up a few percent than it usually is. Like, it, it's a big jump from what it usually is, and a lot of it is courtesy to Curtis Gabriel down in San Jose. Man, is this guy a monster? What? He is fighting everybody that looks at him. <laughs> Yeah, the warm-ups. Yeah. You see him talk on, during the warm-ups. He's getting, in, and as soon as the yeah, he's getting little chirping matches during the warm-ups, and right away, he, you know, he's he's telling people he's out there to play. 
he's he's making a name for himself. And I know that I saw John Scott commented on it and saying that he's going to get himself hurt to smarten up. But man, you know he's. I mean, I can see it. Though. He's making a name for himself. It's it. he's been popular recently. He he showed up on my YouTube feed. I've never heard of him before this season, and the other day I saw him on my YouTube feed. He has a YouTube channel. Who the which guy? The first guy you were talking about? The player, Curtis Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, he has a YouTube channel, which I think he was uh, on a rink in London. See? With his girlfriend, who apparently is an Instagram model or something, I don't know. She's a goalie, but I mean, it's just crazy how in a league that's not built like that anymore, this guy's making a name for himself. That's it's good on him for doing it. A lot of teams could use guys like that, though. Yeah, well, not a lot of fantasy teams. Oh, for sure. Which is yeah. where we're going now. So you have McDavid on your fantasy team, which is why I know that you wouldn't have wanted him suspended, even though you've right. traded him twice already. No, I've traded I've traded for him once and traded him away once. Can you believe that? Can you believe that Connor McDavid has been traded twice in our fantasy league? That is in the crazy. return What was well, the trade? The first time What was the trade? <laughs> uh oh. Oh, oh, I think you lost it. <clears throat> Phone bugs, though. But I got Vassy. I got Neck, I got... He's <laughs> bugging out for uh, you. So I got Vassy. I got Pasternak. I got Bergeron. And, and somebody else, right? Like Lindholm or something. And then I, you know, keep them for a bit. I end up trading McDavid. What did I trade him for? I traded Pasternak and Bergeron for McDavid straight up. So I did a good job. I might might say myself. And now Bergeron's on my team, and he was a contributor to my win last week over Daniel. Yeah, what, which, what man, did you, I'm telling what did you, you hold on, what did you give up for Bergeron? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I gave up <laughs> Zabinajad and Kreider on the night Yikes. that Zabinajad got 60 fantasy points with that six-point performance. For a player that has done basically nothing the last week and a half, two weeks. Okay, but that's not a total loss, though. Like, Michael could have had that had that guy that like, had Zabinajad on his team if he didn't drop him. Like, our understanding was to do him bad, but, like... You gotta wait. Like, there's gonna be time where these guys are gonna pop off, and then, you know, you're not gonna have them when. Well, let's not forget who drafted Zibanejad in the first place in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, and and who traded, dude? If only people knew the trades I've made to improve my team, (laughs) I might actually tell me. Tell me one of them, other than the McDavid trades. Tell me one of them. Well, I mean, I traded Zibanejad when he was doing god awful, and. And somebody else for Hughes and Huberdo. So Hughes I, with the with what the tenth so, worst plus minus in the league. So when when we did the trade with Hughes, right? He was a top player. You were telling me that was a trade I won so hard. And before he started going downhill, I was able to trade him to Daniel with somebody else for Mark Stone, I believe. So I yeah, forgot I made, that trade. Uh, yeah, and I got yeah. rid of Hughes. So I've I've basically put players on my team, waited that for them to do good, then I trade them instantly, and then they start doing bad. And now I have 
Guys like Panarin and Gatorade, McDavid, Vassy, you know, all the the OGs. Your team of is the, filled with guys league. who are who are in the middle tier and are in the top tier. You don't have a bottom tier. I don't think my team has a bottom tier either. But now when we go look at Daniel's team, his team's bottom feeding. Yeah, but yeah. they have their weeks and they don't have their weeks and they have their well, games. Like but the I one thing I respect about people. it, I respect that you actually stick with your team for the most part. You're not one of those guys that picks up 20 players a week like some of our guys in our league do. Yeah, sometimes I'll pick outrageous. them up and then I'll keep them for the next time they play. If they if they played well, if not, then I I drop them. But but there's a good chance, Daniel, you might be the worst trader in our league as far as getting, like, just fleeced multiple times. Yeah, the first few weeks got fleeced in trades. No, I not even kept... that, man. The whole, like, it just constantly throughout the year you've been having trades where I'm like, just baffled that you did that even with me like just trades i gave you that i was surprised you were doing i think i'm surprised more that i got patch writing stone from michael because he's a tough trader and honestly like this is the thing fantasy is not all about the top names in in the league yeah they will perform right but like think about it if you have that one top player and then you have a bunch of like mid-tier players I would rather have at least what like my whole team's mid-tiers because then I know they can get goals and assists and then you know have those extra points of like hits blocks and and like shots on goals and you know but this is the thing I do is that I go online I look and I see who's playing on first power play I don't care if they're on the first line second line because the first power play I either know that they can either score on it or they can get an assist. And that's extra points. And if they're on the first line, then that's cool. If they're on the second line, it's cool. It doesn't, like, I don't care if they're on the first line, second line. I just try to stay away from the fourth line. But sometimes the fourth line is game. That's the issue, Daniel, is you play the short game. You don't have a full team of players you know are going to be good most nights. You have, like, maybe seven or eight. And then you have a bunch of randoms, and then you pick up a couple guys. So I mean, well, he actually, there was one move that Daniel made last week that I think might have been one of the best trades he's ever done, and that was picking up Jack Campbell. And that's what I want to talk about now. I want to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I want to talk about this goaltender situation because it's, it's hard to think about. Is Freddie the goalie, or is Jack Campbell the goalie? This is the thing about Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, right now, he's showing that he can be a starter. He's getting comfortable on the ice. He's getting, he's getting comfortable with with the players. Getting comfortable with the team. He knows what he's doing on the ice now. Before, I remember last season, it was like, damn, Jack Campbell's gonna be in net. Like, this is this is a loss. But now it's like, Jack Campbell's gonna be in net. Like, that's what we want to see. And the thing is, if if we can, if we can get a good goalie in the in the trade deadline, I would have no problem trading Anderson. But if we can't get anyone good, or or or, or decent at least to help for the playoffs, I would say keep him until the off season. So you're not sticking with the mindset of Anderson being like fine wine. You know he gets better as time goes on. 
But this is the thing. We don't want to wait for time to go on. We're almost to the end of the season, and we're almost but to the playoffs. But it seems like every year when the playoffs comes around, he's the one standing on his head. He's the one not leading the team, but the one, you know, ensuring that we always have a chance to win games. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's he's a great he, – he's great during the playoffs. Like, last year he had amazing saves, and, and um, I mean, we should have – we should have done something last year, but I think the year before that, when we played Boston, we were and we were ahead. That was our problem. It wasn't. It wasn't just goaltending. It wasn't just. It was just the whole team in, together. And I thought, to be honest, after that season, I thought Anderson was going to get traded, and we were probably get like a good goalie. But I mean, he's been he's been really good. It's just the injuries and it, and how he's been letting in easy goals. Goals that like, you know, a a, a different goalie can can save. So it, it's just tough. We don't we don't need those easy goals during the playoffs because that that can really hurt. No, and you know what? Dubas did a really good job in the offseason going out and addressing the problems, which was the defense. Goaltending was not a problem that you would think of at the start of the season. You know, everybody thought you know Jack Campbell's coming in as a backup. I believe he was a former first-round pick to Dallas years back. This guy looks like he's ready to go. He's ready to be a full-time backup goalie. Obviously, that's not what's happening now with Freddie being injured so much and they've had to rely on Hutchinson. I wouldn't be surprised to see Vevelainen, the new goalie that just got from Columbus, get a game in the near future to see what they got in him. But I really do think that Jack Campbell, for now, it's his net. And I think that Freddie, I, I, well, I know that Freddie has an appointment in the next couple of days to address whatever's going on with him health-wise. I don't know if it's a, it's a confidence thing or if it's an actual injury. I don't know. And I, I'm not going to speculate further beyond that. But I do think that going into the trade deadline, I think the goalies aren't the problem. I think that you need more scoring. Yeah, I think we trade Austin Matthews. To Colorado, and we get oh back Kale McCarr and Miko Rantanen. Are you serious for Austin Matthews? <laughs> I'd rather not do that. And the first round pick. No, no but no. you know the rumor that is going around, and that's Taylor Hall. Yeah, but does not Taylor for, Hall. I'm talking about trading Matthews, though. No, Matthews isn't getting traded. No. But Matthews Hall is not He's going to leave about. us in like a year or two, so. Where's he gonna go? See, this is Arizona? this is the Arizona. thing about Matthews. This is the Colorado. thing about Matthews. By the time he's ready to get traded, he's gonna his value will go up so high that some teams can't even afford him. They'll have to give away some really good players to afford. No, him. they'll make it work. If Matthews is saying I'll come to your team, and all you got to do is you know trade one player or drop a player to make a little bit of cap space, they're gonna do it. It's Matthews. Kid, this is this is the thing. This is I'm gonna compare this to to any any player. Austin Matthews is Connor McDavid. If Connor McDavid wants to leave Edmonton, it's gonna be the time when Gretzky wanted to leave Edmonton and go to a different team. It and I'm telling you how Anaheim almost got Gretzky on their team and what they offered. Some of these teams are gonna go crazy for Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid, and it's not gonna be worth it for that one player. But at that time, who's going to be able to afford it? It's going to like the, the salary cap is flat for a few years now. The teams that aren't spending money right now can't spend money in the first place because they haven't their internal salary caps. Like, who's going to be able to afford an Austin Matthews in two or three years whenever his contracts? Arizona Coyotes. 
They're not going to afford not, him. I don't even know. Honestly, in my opinion, uh, I know you guys know this. I don't think Arizona's going to be in the league in two years. I, I think that's I agree. Exactly. I think it's. I think I don't think it's going to Quebec. I feel like Houston's going to get a hockey team. I feel like Houston could be an option. I I I, I know that in the short list is Houston and Quebec and. Uh, I think Hamilton was in there too. I don't think Hamilton's going to get an NHL team ever. To be honest with you, I don't think it would work there. I think it's too close to Toronto, and you just you're you're eating your own fans up. But putting it, but I mean, look at the look at New York and New York Islanders. They're only like what thirty minutes away, thirty-five. But that's a, does that make sense though? Does it really make sense to have two teams in New York? I was thinking about that today. Does it make sense? I, I know the the Rangers. It does make team. sense. They do it in basketball. They do it Doesn't in make baseball. Sense, they do it in hockey. Well, those are bigger markets. You know, you're trying to grow the game of hockey. Why are you sticking in one small – well, not a small market. That's a huge market, but still. Yeah, but where else are you Like back it? then, like there used to – like California used to have a team. California had the Golden Seals. Kansas had a team. I forgot what their name was, but um, who else had a team? That Atlanta had a team. And that didn't go so well for them. But I think Houston will probably get a team. I don't see a hockey team coming to Quebec anytime soon because I know as much as, you know, Quebec wants one, wants Nordeath back, and it'd be cool to have them back. I wouldn't see them having a team yet. I think the next team will be Houston. And if they do go for a Canadian team, I think most likely – yeah, I think Quebec will get one, but I believe that Windsor could get a hockey team. So do you believe that the next team coming, or the next city that gets a team is going to be an expansion team or a relocation? It's going to be a real relocation. I don't yeah. think they're going to do any expansion teams for like a few few years. No, I think the, the Kraken is... Uh, honestly, that's Seattle Kraken. I'm excited to see... To see that team. That'll make it an together. even number it's of teams, like right? Vegas. That'll be it'll be thirty-two with Seattle. Yeah, so because if you plan to make thirty-three, you got to prepare for thirty-four as well, and they're probably not ready for that. So yeah, and I, I feel like that was part of the plan when they brought in thirty-one with Vegas. I feel like they knew that a few years after they were they were ready to go to thirty-two, and I feel like it's kind of weird that they put them both in the same conference, just a you know a short flight away from each other. To be honest, I would I would have liked to see. An Eastern city get a team. I'm not disappointed that they went with Seattle. I think Seattle has the potential to be a really good team. I know they they were in the league many many years ago at the Metros. So what about keeping the North uh, division? How about that? If we kept every division how it is right now, when the season resumes, I feel like you know honestly, I feel like actually they might have to. But besides COVID, besides any restrictions, I highly, I think once. I I think with the vaccine they're not. Yeah, but do I'm it. talking like, in general. It's a, it's a great division, it, though? though. Like, why would it not make any sense to have all the Canadian teams in their own division? I feel like if you want to, make I feel money, like it's easy though. That's you... an easy. That's an easy division though. That's the thing. I think it, people and fans will definitely say it's unfair that the Canadian team gets their own. But division. why is that easy and... though? But I feel I feel like it could be the hardest division. Yeah, you know. I, I feel like Ottawa, obviously right now they're not that great, but in a couple of years they could be a really competitive team. 
I feel like Vancouver, once they get their cap situation under control and potentially change some management faces in there, they could be a competitive team. They got the core group to do it. But the divisions don't matter because like... teams are always going to change. Some teams are going to be shit. Some teams will be good. And, you know, how often are all Canadian teams the, bad? These Canadian teams, I don't see these Canadian teams getting worse in the future. I Maybe feel like, they're going to get I mean, worse obviously eventually. Some of the, well, yeah, eventually. And I feel Unless like we trade Matthews won't come for a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> Matthews won't be traded. I promise you, the Maple Leafs will not trade Matthews unless – they know for a fact, Calder's knows for a fact that Austin Matthews will not. Then you sign better sign that extension. If he doesn't sign it, then trade Matthews to uh, to Colorado for McCarr and McKinnon. <laughs> I would not trade it for. You wouldn't for trade McCarr and McKinnon. I don't think McKinnon Joe Sackett would take that deal. I don't think Joe Sackett no. would take that deal. To be honest with you, I think that's. Uh, I wouldn't if I was Joe Sackett either. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I don't know. We have. This is like the Canadian division is a great division. It it's really good. It it would have been nice to go to to games if COVID wasn't happening. But I would not see Batman doing this again. And I think he already discussed that when they asked if he will bring it back. And I think he said that he's not planning to. Yeah, he said he wouldn't do it. But there's rumblings that the Canadian teams want it to happen, and it's you know it's the money. They think that if you know if COVID's resolved, controlled, vaccines are gone out on a good level, that they can have fans back in the arenas, and you know Canadian versus Canadian teams draw fans. It's known. That's just a known fact. Obviously, this year they can't have the revenue from it, but next year they want to see. You know what does it look like with Canadian versus Canadian team. Is it a sell at every game? And if it's a sell at every game, then why wouldn't you do it? You know, like the league needs that money. I know they decided that massive, massive, massive deal with Disney. Or not Disney, ESPN, owned by Disney. For the TV rights, which was worth a few billion, if I remember correctly, which is great for the league. And I know that that in a few years will result in a salary cap increase, which is definitely what the league needs having the lowest salary cap of all the major sports. But I feel like if they keep this Canadian division, and I feel like next year the league, the, the division, sorry, will be better than it is this year, more competitive teams, it'll be a really good division. But I feel like for the integrity of the league, it's just not a good idea. I don't feel like having seven teams play each other is a fair is, is a fair way to assess an entire league. And the thing is, too, is, like, i rather play American teams in the midst of it to get a feel of it because it's going to be interesting when the playoffs start and when we get into the second round where you're starting playing American teams and then you haven't seen them at all since, like... Yeah, but they what, haven't seen you season? as well, so it's, you know... The same way going both ways. I know, but the threat for a Canadian division is Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg at the moment. The threat for the American division will be Tampa, Colorado. I'm going to put Vegas in the mix. Um, Florida, which I'm surprised I'm saying Florida. Parkhouse so is injured. Doing great. Back, Brad. No, 
Barkov is injured. Barkov is yeah, but he's out for. A they few don't know when he's coming back. I didn't know he's that. Still, he's still got that lower back injury. They lost their best defenseman. Yeah. I don't know, man. That team's going downhill. But fast. um, they do have like more teams that are a threat, like. What Columbus used to be a threat last season, but now they're they're they just went downhill with Tortorello and their coaching staff. But I feel like if we do play, we're going to the second round no matter what. But if, I feel once we start playing the American division, it's going to be harder. And I and yeah, they haven't seen the Canadian teams at all this season too, but. The league is so rigged that I don't like as much as I want Toronto to win the cup this year. This is not a year that a Canadian team is going to win the cup. The question is, will we face Boston? Are we on route to face them in the first no. two rounds or second? Like no, no, they're on the other like the, so, it, the way it goes is that the only way we can face Boston is, is in the cup final if we both make oh, it to the, yeah in the finals. Yeah, that's terrible, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting playoff. Um, the Canadian team has the highest chance of winning the cup ever. I believe it is twenty five percent. The Leafs. I just any Canadian. I don't team. want Edmonton to win because no matter what, a Canadian play. team is going to be in the conference final. There's a twenty five percent chance that they get into the. Into okay, the, into you, the you mean like final. that? Yeah. Like the teams that are going to the playoffs are obviously Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Montreal for the Canadian. Yeah. Uh, West Division would be Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and Blues. Then you got your East Division with Capitals, Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Boston. And then you got your Central with Tampa, Florida, Carolina, and Nashville. But, you think Nashville is going to make you know, it in? No. I think Chicago. You think Chicago is gonna come back? Yeah, I think Chicago is gonna make it over Nashville. I don't think Nashville is gonna make it, especially if Nashville sells. There's been rumors that they're looking to sell their players. I, I think they want to yeah, hold Nashville on. Yeah, Nashville sells their top players. Then. Yeah, I think they want to hold on right now and see what they actually got and see if they can make a push in the next 12 days before the trade deadline. But I've heard rumors of Forsberg and Ekholm being shopped. Well, not shopped, but being offered. Or asked about, which would be interesting. I know that the Leafs were in in the running for Atcom. I don't think the Leafs need defensemen. I think the Leafs. Need I think forward. a team that really needs to buy this trade deadline is Buffalo. But I mean, oh, they need to sell. Yeah, they're, they're out of it. They're out of it, man. Like they need to sell their players fast. I think Taylor Hall. They need to get whatever they can for him because he's not selling an extension there. I think Jack Eichel. Well, either way, they're getting the first round. They're getting the first. They're gonna get. You know, you know what? Uh, and I heard a rumor that <laughs> GMs, executives in the league, have actually laughed at Kevin Adams and his ask for Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall has not been good this season. He's not been the Taylor Hall no. that won the Hart Trophy a few years back. He's not been good. The whole team hasn't been good. So if I'm a GM, I'm and, banking on that. I'm banking on Taylor Hall stepping it up at some point in his career. Well, you would have to. You would have to. Yeah. You would have to think. You know, on a one-year contract, you better hope. If Buffalo retained fifty percent of that salary, you're getting Taylor Hall for four million dollars. 
on your cap. A lot of teams can afford that. The Leafs could afford that if they trade. Yeah, but how long does that last? Curfew would be. It's just a year. It would just be just be the rest. But of the you season. don't even the want the them to do the rest of the season. Then you want them to have a bad season, and then either signs a, a smaller contract. No, you want him to. If you're a playoff team, you want. If you're going to grab Taylor Hall and you're a playoff team, yeah, you will true. want him to do good. It would be a pure rental. That's all it would be. Now, I understand if another team grabs him, that's not going to make it to the playoffs, and they're going to use him as, like, trade bait for the offseason, then, you know, he can play normal. But, like, if I'm if I'm the least and I want to grab Taylor Hall, and if I'm Taylor Hall and I know I'm going to a playoff cup contender team, I want to give it my all. If I don't want to be playing how I'm playing. If Buffalo. you're trading for Taylor Hall and you're not in a playoff spot, you're doing something wrong. You're giving up way too much. You don't even know what they're giving up. They um, could be giving up next Taylor to Hall nothing. Taylor Hall is expiring. Well, Taylor Hall is not going to get next to nothing. He's going to get something. He definitely will get something, even though it may not be as much as we think it's going to be. I know that I saw a mock trade um, going from the Leafs to Buffalo would be Alex Kerr for the first and the second. I don't think it's going to be that much. I think that's too much. I feel like it has to be Kerfoot. For the money, it has to be Kerfoot. Um, but a first and a second, no. A second and a, a prospect, maybe. I don't think Taylor Hall is going to first round pick. I don't think he deserves that this year. No, I don't see him getting a first round pick. I'll give a second round pick for that. But. The interesting player in Buffalo that I want to watch for the offseason is Jack Eichel. I think, without a doubt, he's had enough. It's been year after year after year of disappointment there for him. He's been in the league the same amount of McDavid. I don't think he's made the playoffs once. You know, going into the season, a lot of people had him in the heart conversation. They thought this is the year that he was ready to do it. A lot of people thought Buffalo was going to take a big step forward, make the playoffs. That's why they signed Taylor Hall in the offseason. That didn't happen. I feel like I know that the Rangers are making a push. I saw a mock trade for them too. Capo Caco going the other way in a first round pick. And I think a second round pick too. So the Rangers are going for a push into the playoffs, you're saying? Not this year. So why would they They why would they trade for Taylor Holden? They won't trade. I'm talking about Jack. Okay, yeah, I see. And it'll be in the offseason, not now. And, you know, I think the lottery draft, when the lottery draft last year for New York definitely sped up their their process here. I don't think they expected to win. Uh, and Lafreniere hasn't been as advertised. He's been doing a little bit better of late, but he has not been as advertised. I don't think he's even in the call there. Well, I've seen something Kaprizov about him that. getting 14, I think 14 and a half minutes per game on average ice time. So... For a rookie, that's not bad. Really? Yeah, for a rookie. That's Excuse not me. bad. Especially when he's not playing that good anyways. You know, play him more and see what happens. Yeah. You know, you got nothing yeah. to lose with him right now. I mean, at the same time, if you want to, you know, have his development go well, you know, it's kind of hard in COVID. There's no, there's nowhere you can put him. You can't, you couldn't stick him back in the, in the minors because you would have to send him to, the uh, queue in Quebec. And I don't think anybody would want to send their player back to that league right now with COVID. I think they want to keep him really close. I think they want to 
they want to develop them in house in New York, which is fine. They have the rights to do that. And with Panarin, I'm not saying that won't work. work. No, he's played with Panarin and yeah, hasn't really done much. Don't blame Panarin. I won't claim to be an expert on the New York Rangers, but I feel like Lafreniere is not being used properly. Anyways, before we wrap up, the MLB season starts tomorrow. Really? Our fantasy league in the MLB starts tomorrow. Yes, it does start tomorrow. The Jays play the Yankees at noon. At noon? Nick, who do you think? (laughs) Oh, my God. Who do you think is going to the playoffs in the MLB? Do you think Uh, the Blue Jays get in? I don't know. George Springer's injured right now, so I truly think it depends on that. Short term? Then, yeah, we'll make it. But if it's longer than, I'd say, a month, I think we'll be too far out of it. And also, do you think that Guerrero wins the no, scoring title? But, like, the scoring, do you mean, what do you mean, the home run title? Home no, run, no home I don't think title, there's a yeah. chance. There's way too many power hitters that are going to no. out-hit him. I mean, Stanton, Judge, I think he's going to no. hit him. We have some breaking news oh right God. now. Francesco Lindor has signed a 10-year, $341 million deal Jesus. with the Mets. <laughs> really? Okay, wow. by the way, his name yeah. is Francisco Lindor. You just called him Francesco. You're right. I, I did call him Francesco. Was... I apologize. It begins in 2022. 10 years, eh? This guy's going to be like 40. He that has is a monster deal. Oh my god! On some Mike Trout shit. I did. I, I heard that he Dude. actually rejected one of the Mets' offers for a similar oh. contract. He's he's not gonna have a good year this year. Ten years. Francisco Lindor, three hundred forty-one million dollars over ten years. Holy Boys, shit! I just need to become an MLB pitcher. I can make even a, a tenth of that, and I'd be happy. <laughs> Still yeah, keep the dream alive, man. Keep the dream alive. Yeah, I'll tell you how you can become one. Um, so the MLB show is coming out soon, <laughs> and uh, you can create Sorry, your players. I, there. For some reason, they came to Xbox and they don't have MLB yet. I gotta wait. Oh, what they but they yeah, do win. now? MLB the show yeah, is coming on Xbox this year when it comes out on PlayStation. Yeah, they got yeah, right I'd rather just stick with the real life stuff. Have you played have baseball I ever played? at all? Dude, I was elite back in the yeah. day. No. For what? T ball? Pitcher. <laughs> I'll strike you out every day of the week, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Overhand, bro. Overhand or over? And then I'll I'll throw three pitches down the middle and you'll literally swing through all of them. Okay, we should we should do that right. in the summertime. Challenging me? Like I will Right right out right right Bruh. outside the Rogers Center. I, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> we can go in the Rogers Center probably. I don't know, man. I work out of gym, man, so I'll figure a way in. So because you work downtown, you have you have that access pass. No, any, but what I've noticed is people leave certain in the, doors in the city. Open. Like I've sat outside the Scotiabank Arena and looked at a door that a person opened and they didn't close it and they like lock it or anything. So we could have just walked in there. 
No, yeah. Interesting. Wow. People are... Security risks being brought up on this podcast. This is all, you know, speculations. Nothing's a fact. But it... We're definitely not casing out the Scotia Bank Arena for a No, it's heist. not a heist. It's We're just going to play baseball. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather play baseball at the Rogers Center than, than the Scotia Bank well, Arena. You can only play baseball in the Rogers Center than the Scotia Bank Arena. No, you can play in the Scotia Bank Arena. <clears throat> How? You throw a ball, How? you hit the ball, and you catch the ball. Yeah, but the Rogers yeah, Center. Yeah, but you're not going to hit it past field. the fucking brown spot. The dirt. <clears throat> yeah, well, I guarantee I you won't hit. I won't, you won't even hit a ball past the dirt. All right, let's go. Hey, Why did you say that? I'm not going to the Scotiabank Arena and play this. <laughs> go, to, go to that park nearby, somebody's house. Somebody tell us. <laughs> All right, you're here first. Nick first, Daniel. Uh, what? Game. All right, that is it for this episode of the Sports Plugs Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at the dot sports plugs. <laughs>